Beautiful soul, have you ever wanted to speak to angels? Do you believe angels can support you in your daily life? If this is you, go onto my website, theangelmedium.com and sign up for our email list. As a gift for signing up, I'm going to send you 31 healing meditations that if you do daily, they're going to help you tap into your angels and your own intuition. Start using these today and you'll start to see changes in 31 days. Now take a deep breath. Ask your angels to surround you with love, fill you with joy, infuse you with ease. And remember, your angels say that any messages that resonate with you in today's episode are meant just for you. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and author, Julie Jancis. And today we're joined by Savannah, who has two beautiful angel stories to share with us. Savannah, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, so I'm going to have you take it away and share your stories. Okay, well, so I want to give you the reason why yeah. I wanted to share angel stories in the first place. Yeah. Um, angel stories helped me feel like I wasn't as alone or crazy. Um, I found your podcast and I started listening to it and I realized oh my gosh, there's so many other people out there who look for signs and synchronicities and they get just as excited and just as jazzed about it as I do. So that was why I wanted to share my angel story to hopefully oh, help somebody else. <laughs> I love that. But that's truly what it is, Savannah. Like yeah. they, they inspire hope. They provide inspiration and they give us things to look for in our lives that bring us meaning and purpose and really something and energy to anchor into in our lives. So I feel like it's just such a huge blessing every single time somebody wants to come on and share their story on the show. And I just let spirit guide the entire process because I got to tell you, it never fails. Whatever angel story we have on, somebody always writes in as like, I know this angel story was for me. Mm -hmm. And so all I have to do is get out of the way and just let spirit do their work. <laughs> yeah. Well, another thing that I really love about it is that it kind of, it expands your, your thought of what's possible listening to other people's experiences with spirit. Oh, I can ask for a sign in that way. Oh, I can experience that. When I found you, I had been on a spiritual path, spiritual journey for a while, but I was really only trying to meditate with angels and my spirit guides. For some reason, it never crossed my mind to have an experience with a loved one that passed away. So it opened my mind to that. Um, wow. Which is awesome. That's <laughs> which is awesome. what my first is about. Yeah. <gasps> Yay. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. Yes, please tell. Okay. So. For a really long time, my practice every morning was I would get up, make coffee. I'd, um, I called it getting connected. You call it getting into oneness. So I would sit and I would meditate. 
Um, I love pulling tarot and oracle cards. I think it's so much fun. So that's what I do. I pull cards in the morning and then I'll reflect and journal on the cards that I drew. I didn't know it was automatic writing, but I had been doing that for a long time as well. I would really like listen to the messages that came into my head and write it down. But it was always like, you're doing great. You're on the right track and all the lovely cheerleader messages that they give you well, let's just be honest here for a second like we need that yes we do we do we need, need that, that. Yes. and we need that like every day yes yes, yes. and so it was <laughs> awesome to get that every morning it was I what i needed it. yeah yes um so one morning i pulled my oracle cards and i'm looking at this one um it was it said on it a tall tale And I pulled the book and I was reading about it and I was a little perplexed or confused because I was like a tall tale. Like, I don't think anyone in my life is lying to me. I don't know what's going on with this, but I was looking at the card and I just kept allowing my thoughts to kind of go. And I realized it was more about the lies we tell ourselves, our limiting beliefs and the stories that we form around what we're capable of and our worthiness and the phrase, the truth of who you are came into my head. And so I wrote that down and I kind of closed my eyes and I got into meditation and then, and this has never happened to me before. I saw my grandfather. I felt him come in. I, I don't know how to explain it. I felt his personality, I guess, I felt him come in and I could see him. I couldn't see his face. It was kind of blurry, but I could see him standing in the grass in front of his carport at his house. And standing was interesting because before he passed, he was bedridden. His health was really poorly. He had a stroke and never fully recovered. And so he was standing, he seemed young, he seemed happy and, um, he came and I could, I could feel like the rest of my spirit team, like jumping and cheering behind him. And he gave me the message of like, we're all here cheering you on. You're on the right track. You're headed down the right path. Um, I had been thinking about some things in my head that we'll, we'll get to in the next story, considering some options. And I wasn't sure what to do, but he came to tell me that what you're thinking of doing is the right thing. You're thinking of doing the right thing. And then I felt this other energy. It was a smaller energy come in and like run around me. And I laughed and I was like, oh, you have Tootie, which was his little Yorkie. That was his baby. Oh. It was the most beautiful, amazing experience that I had ever had. And I journaled about it a little bit. And then a memory popped into my head. When I was younger, I was in pageants and I was like six or seven. Um, I had one little Miss Mardi Gras, Southeast Texas. And I had gotten this trophy that was like taller than me. (laughs) And I don't remember the whole thing, but I remember afterwards, um, my stepsister, she was 15 years older than me. She was also in the pageant and I don't remember if she got any kind of division placement or anything like that, but I know she didn't win and she was really upset about it. 
And the way I remember it, I tried to like talk to her and comfort her because I was very kind. I just wanted to love on everyone, but she was upset and she was a teenager. So I think she kind of like pushed me away and then she ran off to go be with her friends. And I saw all the other little girls from my division and they were all crying. And I tried to give like one of them my sash or my tiara. And my stepmom was like, no, you can't give that away. And everybody's wanting to take pictures of me. And I'm this little girl standing there. And all of a sudden, I think to myself, when I win, when I succeed, I hurt the people around me. Oh. And that was... I had never thought about that moment. Um, that it was really interesting that that memory came up. Friend, if the idea of connecting to your angels and changing your life using your very own spiritual gifts sounds amazing and is deeply resonating with you today, I want you to go on my website and check out my angel membership. Registration is open. Sign up today and you'll get access to new course content and events each week and a private community. Members love how everything you need for your spiritual awakening is all in one place. Sign up today, angel membership. It's incredibly healing. Also, the winner of this month's free reading with me is in the show notes below. Leave a five-star positive review of my podcast or book, and you could be next month's winner. Lastly, check out the upcoming events page on my website, theangelmedium.com, because we have a lot of upcoming events that I know you're going to be interested in. It came up in meditation. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so, and this happens a lot when it's something that applies to what we're going through in our life and needing to work on just so that people kind of have that background as you yeah. go forward. Okay. Yes. So, but here was the crazy part. So this happened a few days after I found your podcast and this was in January. And so what I had started implementing into my morning routine was after meditation, I'd pop in my headphones and I'd put on your 31 day uh, angel, like 31 day success. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I popped in my headphones. This was the 26th day. And the first thing I hear is you say, good morning, beautiful souls. It's a perfect day to talk about the fear of success. <gasps> and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Wow. <laughs> be kidding me. So the whole, what my grandfather was telling me, I had been thinking about joining the angel membership, which I did. Um, I had also been thinking about joining the angel Reiki school, which I did. <laughs> But part of that was I decided to do that and go that route instead of applying for grad school. Wow. I am a very gut feely person. And yeah. just recently in my life, I've started realizing what it, what a no feels like, what it feels like. No, that's not right for you. 
Um, I'm in my last semester of college. So that was always my plan. Graduate, apply for grad school, become an LPC, become a therapist, because I know I'm meant to help people. And I thought that was the only capacity that I could help people. I thought that was what society wanted me to do because there's notoriety in having a license. It's safe. It's what my family would want me to do. But I started feeling not anxious. It wasn't anxious. I had this weird, uneasy feeling about applying to grad school. And I didn't understand why. I have a 3.9 GPA. I had a C-section in the middle of a semester. I moved across country while in school. Like I would get in hands down. I didn't know why I felt that way. Um, until one day, my husband, we did your um, appreciation where you write down the things that you like about your partner. And so we did that. And I shared what I appreciated about my husband. And when it was his turn, he said, I appreciate how hard you've been working. You, you're about to finish college. You're going to apply for grad school. And my stomach dropped. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not applying to grad school. So I had been questioning, should I really, like, should I do the angel Reiki school? Should I do the angel membership? Should I pursue this path instead of grad school? I feel like this path is right. This path feels more spacious and more room for me to be authentic and really help people in the capacity that I am meant to this path felt heavy and limited. And I didn't, I didn't really know how to accept that. So there were too many synchronicities that happened when I found your podcast that it was just like, it was a no brainer. I was meant to join the membership. I was meant to go to the angel Reiki school. I had received sign after sign. I asked for signs, like, should I join the angel Reiki school? And I, I got it like the second after I asked for the sign, I think it was, I asked for an orange butterfly and I was driving in my car, listening to something, paused it, said a prayer, pressed play. And my mom texted me and it pops up on the screen and I press it and it plays over my car. I just saw a butterfly on my way out to the car at lunch. But even with all of the signs I was getting, I felt scared and my mind was taking over. Um, I have PMDD, which stands for premenstrual dysphoric disorder. Oh my God, I was just talking about this today. I have yeah. this too. Yes. So one in um, 20 women have PMDD. Yes. And it's not talked about enough. I just, I thought, you know, women are supposed to be crazy. You know, that term we're supposed no. to be. Hysterical. No, we're not. <laughs> we're this not. thing is a motherfucker. Yes, it is. It is. But I, um, I, I'm medicated. I go to a therapist. I've got it under control. And the biggest thing that helped me was my spirituality, was my faith and something greater than me. But I'm starting to learn how it plays into 
my spirituality. Um, Ooh, talk to us about, did you text me or did you write in about this? I did. Yeah, I did. Okay. This is coming back now. Cause I'm like, oh yeah, we have to go here. Yes. So first off though, to all the mamas out there who are like, I don't want my kid to go to like any, um, you know, trade school or, you know, get any side thing. I want him to go traditional route. And um, I do too. I want my kiddo to go to college. I've had that conversation with her. Actually, I talked about it this week and I was like, I want you to go away to school. I want you to have the experience of like growing up because I was so immature when I went to college and I grew up up in college and um even though i had a hard upbringing and felt like i was mature i had no idea i also had a freaking blast in college definitely want my kiddo to go through that but i also want her to have side trainings like i want her to be trained in different things and i think that we have to look at education differently now where I have my bachelor's degree. I have my master's degree in teaching elementary education. Um, I have two different healing certifications, um, actually three. And it's fun. You get to meld it all together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I think I am a good teacher because I have my master's degree in understanding the components of teaching and how the brain works and how you have to be able to communicate in order for other people to like pick up what yeah. you're putting down. Yeah. So not to say that maybe you aren't getting your master's right now, but maybe right. it'll come in later on. But like maybe the steps are just in a different order for you. Um, or maybe this is what it is and and that's what it's going to be. And I'm going to talk to you about this a little bit because there's already messages starting to pour <laughs> through. Um, but it's funny because sometimes like I'm like, ooh, that's really personal. Like, I don't know if I can go. And they're like, no, no, just leave that until after the podcast and we'll have like a side conversation. So um, let's go into PMDD, but I didn't want to yeah. like leave this school piece hanging and have these mamas emailing in like, um, no, I can allow this. Um, so I, I agree with traditional school. I want my kids to go. I have two kids, so I want them to go to school for me personally. And I had, I had an appointment with Adria. So this has been confirmed by my birth chart. I am a very unconventional person. I'm a very untraditional person. The steps of maybe like this is first, then grad school, not being in order. That's very me. I, um, I got pregnant, then got married, then went to college. Like I went it's to the airport first. I was in the military. I don't do things the normal way. Yes. Well, That's thank you for me. your service. Yes. And totally. And I don't believe that there is a right or wrong way. If there is no, something saying yeah. like within your own head, like this is right or this is wrong. That's your egoic mind coming in yes. and what we yeah. learned along the way. So let's go into the PMDD part because you wrote in and you were like, I have seen how my PMDD integrates within my spirituality. And before we go into this, I want people to know a little bit more about PMDD and what I've learned too. So PMDD, I think, so one in 20 women has PMDD. 
I am not a medical professional whatsoever. This is just me having experience talking as a friend, right? Friend hat on. I think when you have a person who has PMDD and is also very, very highly empathic, it can feel almost like what I would assume bipolar feels like, Mm -hmm. where um, you have these severe, severe, I'm a happy-go-lucky person. You seem like you are too. I'm a like cup half full type of person or cup completely full, you know, type of person. I wake up in the morning and I don't need my coffee. I might need five minutes, but then I've got my music playing and I am like happy. And that is, I have a higher than normal, I think, excuse me, happiness threshold. Mm -hmm. Your cycle works. A woman's cycle works where the day she gets her period, she gets one hormone. And then on the 15th day of the month or like halfway between your cycle, I use the app Clue because it's like a godsend to know exactly when it is. You start getting this other hormone and it's like almost a roller coaster when it goes up. So you have a little bit of that hormone from that midway point until it gets so high. And then when you get your period, it just completely drops. Okay. So, and if you're watching on YouTube, you can see all my hand motions over here. So normally that first week, cause there's two good weeks, two bad weeks, or they're supposed to be. So the, the second two weeks, the first of the bad weeks is okay. I can tell that something has shifted within me, totally feel a different energy. But then that week before my period, I, I, I have a thought normally like something's off, what's going on with me. And I'll always go to the clue app and I'll look at that and I'll be like, mother fucker like it is that time again and it steadily gets worse that week to the point where if there is a social gathering or something happening i'm probably not going to show up that week in high school my periods were so bad that um and they're very very heavy too that i would not go to school for those like for like two days a month because it was just so intense for me. So what happens for me is what do they call those? Like the red tents. I joke yes. with my family. Yes, I was I'm like, gonna say, you really should stay home. <laughs> you should. That's yeah. what you're meant to do. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm just in my red tent right now, just chilling, mm-hmm. um, ignoring all people because I just, and normally it's not like I want to kill somebody. Sometimes it is. I'm sad. I can flip on a dime and I'm just not me. And I absolutely hate it because I'm not in my energy. But here's the other thing that I want people to know is that it can bring on a very, very heavy depression where there are a lot of women who have suicidal ideation that time of the month and and your thoughts ruminate more and it's harder to work with your thoughts those times of the month than any other and any other time 
So the other thing though that I want to tell everybody is I grew up in a household where my dad would literally look at my sister and I and be like, listen, women have periods. They blame everything on their periods. Like they can't control it. And that's a bunch of nonsense. You can control this. So when you get to be older, I want you to know that you can control this and you got to learn to figure this out. And that's such a bunch of bullshit, right? Because men aren't dealing with this. They don't have to live this. And I got to say, like, I'm just being really raw and open and honest here. I hate it. I don't use the word hate a lot in my life, but I I love being in oneness energy. I love being who I am. I love my energy in my normal day to day. And feeling like you don't have as much control, feeling these ups and downs, and the fact that it cycles every two weeks up and down really is overwhelming. And then you add on being an empath on top of if you have stress in your life, stress makes it so much worse. I, I rely so much on my earthbound spirit team to keep me grounded because in those times, I need it. I need to look at my Clue app and be like, okay, mama's going to need an appointment with her counselor at this time of this month. And I'm going to need to schedule, you know, some time with my girlfriends. And I'm not going to schedule any like social outings with any other couples or any other big things because I'm just need, need to be secluded this time. How do you deal with this and how have you found that it's kind of come together with your spirituality? So I was at the point where I hated it too. I hated it. Mm -hmm. I don't hate it so much anymore. Tell me about this because I have not worked through this. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) teach me. There are four phases to your cycle. So there's the the first half and the second half, the good part, the bad part. But so I like to think of it starting at the follicular phase, which happens right after you're done bleeding. So you have follicular, ovulatory, then you luteal, which is right before you start bleeding and then menstrual. Okay. And so Follicular is when your hormones start rising again, ovulatory, you're like on fire, you feel great. And then it starts dropping again during luteal phase. And so it's second half of luteal phase, because it's a bit longer than the other phases that it drops. So first I read in the flow by Dr. Elisa Viti, and she goes into all the hormones. Um, she talks about our hormone cycle versus man, like the men's hormone cycle and how our product, like, you know, productivity and how productive you are is a big thing in our society, but our schedule, our (laughs) productivity schedule needs to be different than a man's. And she goes into like, how to eat for the different phases of your cycle, how to schedule your workload for the different phases of your cycle and understanding how your body works and how your cycle works to me helped me feel more empowered. And it helped me kind of 
understand myself a little bit more. And if you really like woo-woo mystical stuff, um, I read Code Red by Lisa Lister. And I loved hers because she goes into the archetypes of your cycle. So do you know like the the young man? Like, yeah. So yes, these yeah. are like the, the female archetypes. I don't remember the follicular or ovulatory, but I know premenstrual is the wild woman archetype and menstrual is the crone. And so I started really looking into the wild woman archetype and the crone to understand that part of me more, understand that part of me better. Because when the wild woman is ignored, she rears her ugly head a lot. And so (laughs) kind of understanding that that part of you, she has a purpose and she wants to be heard and just being more gentle with yourself when it comes to that part of your cycle. Um, let's see. So I'm in therapy like every other week. <laughs> I talk to my therapist and it helps so much. Like it keeps so much clear. So, and then understanding. So this was where it came in for me, the spirituality, because my spiritual path has been a lot about shadow work and inner child work and understanding triggers because I am an empath. So actually the psychiatrist at my doctor's office told me a lot of times women are misdiagnosed as being bipolar when it really is PMDD. Yeah. So because they do not know enough about this. I yeah. have researched and researched. I've tried to find experts in my area. I live in a hugely populated area in the world. There is one expert within about a 50 mile radius of me who knows anything about this. And you go to talk to other people who should know. Your gynecologist should know how to empathize with you and how this actually works and how to express things to you. Cause I've had people to me say, or say to me, I went in, you know, with PMDD because this is a thing, like people do have suicidal thoughts with Mm -hmm. PMDD right before their cycle. And I think that that's something that I have struggled with in the past and had to learn about. Mm -hmm. And people said, I went in and I expressed to my doctors that I have PMDD, I'm having these suicidal thoughts. And they're like, well, you need to eat good and exercise. And they're like, I was told that too. Like, like I talking about turning red, like, like it's infuriating because Mm -hmm. this has nothing to do with it. This is a chemistry thing happening within the body. This is a hormone thing and it's got to be a brain thing too. So, so these two books in the flow and code red, I am totally going to read them and see if um, we can have the authors on because that would be phenomenal. Yeah, if we do, I'll try and have you on like as a co host to Savannah. Yeah, I would love to speak to them. Oh, my goodness, because they like, they changed my perspective on my period so much. But um, also, So at first, when I first went into trying to figure out my PMDD, so I struggle with outside of my PMDD, I already had a diagnosis of depression and anxiety. So it had gotten to the point where that week or like the two weeks, really, 
I was living in immense dread. Like I thought something horrible was right around the corner. It was about to happen. And I would feel that way and then it would go away and I'd be fine. And then it would come back. And then I would have ruminating thoughts about things that weren't actually happening, weren't actually true. And so I went into this thinking, okay, I need to control and regulate my emotions. But what I ended up learning was I needed to understand my emotions and I needed to understand my triggers. I needed to understand that when my husband says something and it ticks me off, you know, normally it wouldn't, it wouldn't tick me off as much. It might annoy me a little bit, but it wouldn't send me over the edge. But the fact that it did means there's something else underneath the inner child in me is reacting to not what he said, but how it made me feel and how that made me feel before. And so I like, I went deep into inner child shadow work, understanding triggers. And that was when I saw the parallel between you know, in the spiritual journey, they talk about expansions and contractions and going through all of that. To me, it's like the first half of your cycle, when you're in the follicular phase and ovulatory phase, you're in the expansion. And then you go through the second half and it's like a contraction, but it's beautiful because people who don't experience this, I, I, don't, I can't speak to their experience, but it's almost like they're just kind of waiting for the next thing to tick them off to like dig deeper about that trigger and learn more about themselves. Whereas we have a set week, a set two weeks every single month where we can dig in and learn more and more and discover more about ourselves and more about what we want to heal. So that's how I, like I took it. That's how I turned it around was this is something that's giving me the opportunity to heal the things I don't like about myself or that I've shoved down underneath that my shadow is coming to the surface and I have to face it. Otherwise, that's where all of the symptoms comes comes from is like ignoring your shadow, ignoring your triggers, ignoring the wild woman in the crone. It all bubbles up and it's, yeah. it's hard to deal with. But when you face it head on and you sit with the emotions and you look at it and you hold yourself, you hold space for yourself and you hold space for your inner child you can come out of it quicker <laughs> and yeah. you can come out of it. I would better, maybe, I don't know. It's just when you look at it that way, changing your perspective on it, kind of, I took this thing that I had no control over and I kind of made it my bitch. <laughs> like I used it as a tool <laughs> to go through growth and transformation. <laughs> yeah. Well- Awareness shifts everything, you know, just having the awareness. I remember and I can't remember which hormone it is. You have one hormone that first two weeks you have a different hormone or the first half you have a a different hormone the second half. Just that alone and just having the app clue to clue me in to where I was at in my cycle Um, because you remember before cell phones I don't know you're probably a lot younger than I am Um, but there was a time before 
<laughs> there was a time before cell phones where they would be like, okay, girls, get out your calendar and like mark on the calendar when you're, and I'm so ADHD, like that was not going to happen. And um, so the app was revolutionary for me and gave me a lot of insight. And, you know, who was it? Maya Angelou, who said, when you know better, you do better. Mm -hmm. And sometimes if we don't know these things, we cannot do better. I was at this learning event yesterday with all of these people in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and everybody was just so on the same page with one another. Like, there are some folks who say, you don't need to continue to learn. And I think that's a whole bunch of BS. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Because when I learn new things, I can show up better for everybody in my life. And I think um, I want to be. Oh, I don't think. I know. I want to be a lifelong learner my entire life. So I'm really excited about reading this book in the flow and code red. We'll put the notes uh, in the show notes, the information to these. I do have to hop into another one, but do you have another angel story too? Because I texted the woman and I told her, like, I'm running 10 minutes late. So it was just, it was going to kind of bridge off. Yeah, let's tell so it. Your egoic mind during your cycle, during the last half of your cycle gets louder. So right before. For sure. <laughs> yeah. So right before. So I had had all of those signs and synchronicities telling me, go that direction, go that way. You should do it. And then my cycle started coming closer and my egoic mind was getting louder and I was questioning and second guessing. And one morning I was listening to another angel story and I don't remember her name, but she was almost in tears talking about the angel membership and how good it feels to know and feel the support of your spirit team and your angels. And it almost made me cry because I was like, I want that. I want to feel that. And I was standing there just not feeling sure. And it kind of hit me in a second because I struggled with thoughts that like my husband was going to cheat on me, even though no red flag ever, ever. And so my therapist had told me a long time ago, you know, during this phase of your cycle, you just need a little bit more reassurance. You just need to check in with him a little bit more. And so in my head, I was like, oh my gosh, I need that for my angels too. I can just ask for more validation. I can just ask, hey, you know, like they know what you're going through. They know, oh, she's struggling with this. We can kind of lift her up a little bit and give her a little bit more. So I asked for that. And I asked, I need some big validation and I got it. So I brought my kids to school that morning and we listened to, I call it Jesus music. Um, I love listening to worship music. And so we were listening to that and all of we all three have one of our favorite songs it's called sure thing by hillsong united and it comes on and we're all singing to it it's a really long song and the ending of it is like really instrumental and i started praying out loud in the car and i was like i know you're here with me thank you for always showing me your signs and 
I just kept spewing stuff as I was like listening and talking. And then a car drives by and it had 777 on the license plate and angel numbers are big for me. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Thank you. And my two-year-old in the background, he goes, I want the hat song. And that's um, <laughs> Avicii. He has one of his album covers has a hat. He's wearing a hat. And I, so I started playing it. I think the one I thought he wanted was For a Better Day by Avicii, which is a good song. And it starts playing. He goes, no, the other hat song, the other hat song. So I was like, oh, okay, okay. So I asked Sirios, like, play Pure Grinding by Avicii. <laughs> And so she comes over the speakers and she's like, now playing Pure Grinding by Avicii. And the album cover pops up, says Pure Grinding, but Sure Thing starts playing over the speakers. And like in my mind, I was like, what? And so I press the backspace and it starts playing again. And I was like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. What's happening? And so I asked Siri, play Pure Grinding again. And she says, now playing Pure Grinding on Apple Music. But sure thing comes over the speakers again. And the third time that was when it hit me. I was like, oh, this is a sign. They're trying to get my attention. And so I tell the kids, I'm like, sorry, guys, mommy has to listen to the song again. <laughs> and so I turn it up and I'm driving on the highway and I start feeling like the tingly. I couldn't help it. I just like got into oneness and I'm like, Tears start streaming down my face and I start really listening to the lyrics. And that whole time I had been working on co-creating the concept of co-creating my life with God and my angels. And that was what led me to wanting to join the angel Reiki school. And the lyrics of this song say, I don't want to build this house with rubble from the same old ground. And it hit me. It was like, I, that was like validation that yes, because I want to build my life with God and with my angels and helping people and healing people. And so that was my big validation. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, you have helped me today. I feel like you were the teacher in today's episode. Um, and I love that. Thank you so much. You're such a blessing, Savannah. And I'm so excited to get to work with you for eight weeks over in the Angel Reiki School. I'm really excited for your path as a healer. And um, I know that uh, you're just going to help so many people. And I'm really excited for the work that you're going to do in this world. So thank you for being such a blessing and being on today and teaching us. Yeah. Thank you for everything you do. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. My pleasure. Beautiful soul. Thank you so much for joining me today. My name's Julie. You know I'm all about connecting you with messages from your angels and loved ones on the other side. If you've been listening today and you're super excited and just have to know which angels are sitting around you now, who's connecting with you, and how they're supporting you, go to theangelmedium.com. Register for a virtual session. You can do a reading with me or a member on my team. We're all incredible. We all talk to angels daily, and we can help you in making sure that your angels are doing the best they can to support you and guiding you to the life you want to live. 
virtual sessions. They're only offered on my website. Never, never, never offered on social media. Only offered on theangelmedium.com. Sign up today. And if you're the person who's really excited, you're ready to go all in developing your unique spiritual gifts, growing your intuition, starting your own healing business, you can sign up for my Angel Reiki School to become a certified angel messenger. That's for the healers among us who feel called to grow their intuition to the max and serve humanity with their gifts. You'll learn energy healing, mediumship, how to deliver angel messages, and business mastery skills. That's the Angel Reiki School. You can find more information on theangelmedium.com or DM me over on Instagram at Angel Podcast with any questions you have. Friends, before you go, connect with your angels by placing your hand on your heart, taking a deep breath. Imagine a doorway filled with God's unconditional love in front of you. I want you to step into that love in front of you. And I want you to feel it as it fills your body, your chakras, and your auric field. Now ask your angels, what would you have me know today? and open yourself to the positive, loving messages they have just for you. 